Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Well, I wanna get into the word real quick. I really feel strongly about this word and it's not just for moms. I believe it's for everybody in the room. And the title of today's message is, I need a break. I need a break. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever needed a break? And everybody in the room can raise their hand. Don't lie in God's house. Come on. Everybody has needed a break. You know, I thought about moms. Sometimes this is part of our vocabulary every single day, right? I just need a break. I just need a break. You know, there's some really cool breakthrough moments that we as moms have experienced. How about when that baby starts holding that bottle? How about when they start feeding themselves? How about when they're 100% potty trained? Come on, can I have an amen? What about when they can bathe themselves? Yes, the nighttime routine. How about when that child can do homework on their own? Glory, somebody said over here. How about when they can drive and there's no more taxi service? Now that's getting bittersweet, right? Because your prayer life goes to a whole nother level, right? I'm not sure you get a break when they start driving. But you know, I thought about if all of us sometimes in life, we wait for breakthrough moments, whether that's you know, your child graduating or the things I've listed, or maybe it's with your job, or maybe you had a vacation because you needed a break. But the truth is, a lot of times those moments are over, and then there's life, and you need some more breakthrough moments, right? They don't stop. And you know, those breakthrough moments can look very different depending on what you're walking through. Sometimes the breakthrough can be instant, but most of the time it's not, right? Sometimes it can be like a needle in a haystack. Do you ever feel like that? Like, God, where are you? Where's my breakthrough? And it's like you're digging and you can't find it. It's so far away. It's so hidden. But then when I think about the word breakthrough, I think about desperation. I think about being desperate for something. You know, there's usually always opposition, pressure, or some sort of resistance when there's a breakthrough. Think about like a chicken with an egg. You know, there's some kind of breaking that's happening in that egg for something to come through. There's some opposition. What about, you know, the butterfly and the cocoon? You know, there's a process and there's, there's that opposition that's happening. Maybe, you know, the water breaking with the dam. Maybe you survived Katrina and you can remember that. Or maybe you don't remember that. When the, the dams broke, you know, there was some pressure that was applied. But the truth is that there is always something on the other side. There's always something that you cannot quite see until there's a break or there's a release. I want to turn your attention in the Bible, if you have your Bibles, we're going to read out of the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 5, and if you are reading the one-year Bible this year, how many of you are reading the one-year Bible this year? You're going to see this story this month in a couple weeks. You're going to be reading this story, so it's going to be familiar with you. So 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17, we're going to start in verse 17, and here's what the word says. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. Now let's stop right there, I'm gonna make this personal. 
When Melissa was going to sign up to serve at HPC on the weekend, the enemy came after her. When Jessica was going to stand up for Jesus at her school, the enemy came after her. When Thomas made a decision to be baptized, the enemy came after him. When Barbara started reading her Bible daily, the enemy came after her. When Don made a decision to make Jesus his Lord and Savior, the enemy came after him. When Sarah and her husband made a commitment to the house of God every Sunday, the enemy came after their marriage. Now let's continue. It says, but David was told they were coming. The enemy was coming. How many of you know the Bible says in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. David was told the enemy was coming, so he went into the stronghold. Now, the stronghold here was a place where you would gather with your troops and get a plan. So to make that personable, the stronghold might be a prayer time, a prayer closet, a place where you go to get a plan together because you've been attacked by the enemy. Now, look at verse 18. It says, the Philistines arrived and spread across the valley of Rephaim, So David asked the Lord, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. Verse 20, so David went to Baal-perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. Sometimes we're really surprised when we pray and God answers our prayer. He did it. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named the place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who bursts through. You know what the Hebrew meaning of that word is? Master of breakthroughs. Look at verse 21. The Philistines had abandoned their idols there, so David and his men confiscated them. But after a while, the Philistines returned and again, everybody say again, spread out across the valley of Raphaim. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. Do not attack them straight on, the Lord replied. Instead, everybody say, instead, this time, you're gonna circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. Verse 24, when you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on the alert, alert, That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you. Didn't we sing about that this morning? He's going before us to strike down the Philistine army in verse 25. So David did what the Lord commanded. He was obedient, obedience. And he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. You see, the truth is we don't go looking for a battle. The battle comes looking for us, right? We're not looking for battles. It's coming to us. So I want to break this text down just a little bit for you. And we're going to, first thing we're going to talk about is the valley. The valley. You see, David was positioned in a place for a breakthrough. So if you're in a valley right now, guess what? You're in position for a breakthrough. You see, the valley of Raphaim represented giants, very tall men. Do you ever feel like you're fighting giants? Do you ever feel like you're fighting them? Do you ever feel like you're fighting the same battles over and over again? 
You see, two times in this story, it was the same spot, the same battle, same place, the Valley of Raphaim. See, sometimes the enemy comes back. He will come back. More than likely, he's gonna come back. Now, I wanna give you some good news. I wanna give you some bad news. Which one do you want first? You want the bad news first? Okay, we'll do the bad news. We'll end with the good news. The bad news is, just because he gives you victory today doesn't mean the enemy's not gonna come back tomorrow. That's the bad news, I'm sorry. The good news is yesterday's victory over the battle gave you new strength for today's new battle. You're gonna be stronger the next time a battle comes. So we're talking about the battle. Now let's talk about the waiting. Oh, everybody grown. The waiting season. I'm gonna camp out here for just a little bit because I feel like this is the hardest part for us, right? You see, in the waiting season, while you're waiting for a breakthrough or, or some deliverance or freedom or whatever it is that you're believing God for, the enemy wants to take you out. And we get so impatient because we want it to happen now. Ain't nobody got time for waiting, right? We don't have time for that, Lord. But see, in the waiting, the devil wants you to isolate yourself. Look at the scripture in Proverbs 18.1. It says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Do you know what that tells me? When we isolate your, ourselves, we're being selfish. Yikes. When I isolate, I'm being selfish. I'm not allowing God and other people to speak into my life. I'm letting the enemy sit on my shoulder and try to control me with his lies and, and his voices. You see, in the waiting season, we can get so discouraged. We can get so exhausted, frustrated, tired. We can lose perspective. We can lose hope, and we want to give up. You know, I love the story, if you remember the story in the Bible about the man who was, he was wanting a breakthrough. He needed, his son needed deliverance, and he told the Lord, he said, Lord, help my unbelief. I just can't believe this by myself. You know, it's a lot easier to believe for other people's breakthroughs than it is for ourselves. Can I have an amen? If you're going through something, it's very hard to believe for yourself that God's gonna come through for you. But when you're praying for somebody else, it's like, I can believe for you. Proverbs 13, 12, look what it says. Unrelenting disappointment, it leaves you heartsick, but a sudden good break can turn your life around. You see, during the waiting season, hidden things are happening. We talked about that last week in the Grow series about hidden things that are happening underneath the soil. You see, things are happening when you don't realize it during the waiting season. You, know, you think about you know, a baby developing in a womb, the seed under the ground, even the butterfly that we talked about earlier. You see, when, some, when the breakthrough is produced, there's something beautiful that's gonna happen. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes that he makes all things, all things beautiful in his timing. His timing, not my timing, his timing. And then there's also a strength that's happening on inside of you in the waiting season. How many of you moms, your kids have been quiet before and you didn't, you're like, wait a second, I don't hear those kids. Some, something's happened, let me go check on them. 
And then you go check on them. I can remember one of ours, and she was coloring with a, with a Sharpie on the furniture. How do you know when kids are quiet, they're up to something? Guess what? When God is quiet, maybe you're in the waiting season, he's up to something. God is up to something. He's doing something. Now look at this scripture. You've all heard this scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but those who trust or wait on the Lord will find what kind of strength? New strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. You know, the Hebrew word to wait can mean expect. So when you're waiting, you need to be expecting God to move. You know, I, I thought about this illustration. How many of you have gone through a drive through and they've maybe said, hey, can you pull up a little, a little further while we get your food ready? And you sit there and you wait. Now, are you waiting and expecting that food to come out? Yes, you are, unless you're at Popeye's. <laughs> you're not sure if you're gonna get that food. <laughs> but you know, I love you, Popeye's, but you gotta get it together. <laughs> Call up Chick-fil-A, they're doing a good job. <laughs> if you work at Popeye's, I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs> But call your manager, they, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you see, waiting and trusting go hand in hand. I'm waiting on my food, but I'm trusting that it's coming out, right? I'm trusting for some hot food. You know, if you don't trust while you wait, then you're not, you might give up. If you're not trusting that food's coming out, you might just drive on off, be like, I'm done right? Waiting and trusting. And that's why the set, it's developing strength inside of us while we're waiting. You see, when there is delay, and there usually is, you need to start thanking God for what's coming your way because delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. Now, the truth is God's plan and timetable look totally different than ours, right? You see, usually God will answer our prayers in three manners. Either yes, but not at quite exactly how you thought it was gonna happen. No, because I've got something better for you. Or wait, it is not the right time yet. The waiting season, I heard a quote the other day. I say the other day, we, people, preachers say the other day. It was probably last year. <laughs> Calling you out, babe. It said, what we need to know is that breakthrough is not something we sit around and wait for. Breakthrough is God waiting on us to respond in obedience to what he has already commanded and already promised for us. And we sang about this this morning. We sang about this. We get so caught up in the when during the waiting versus who he is and what he said he would do. We get so, we just focus on the when. You see, Jesus said he would do it. He didn't say when he would do it. We gotta trust in the who and surrender the when. Trust in the who and surrender the when. The when. The Bible says, yea, though I walk through, through the valley of the shadow of death, through, that means you're not gonna camp out there. I will fear no evil for what? You are with me. 
We sang about it this morning, about the blessing. He's with me, he's with me, he's for me. We can't forget that. He's with me, he's for me. He is with you. Now, why doesn't God just give it to me now? I want my breakthrough now, Lord. I need my answer now. I need my freedom now. You see, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 20, 21, God told the Israelites before they would enter the promised land that he would clear out their enemies. But you know what he said how he would do it? Little by little. Now, why is that? Why do we have to wait? You know why we wait? Because it makes us so dependent on God. And it keeps us from getting prideful. It keeps us from taking the credit and taking the glory. And then if not, then we would just be like, I don't need God. I got it. I asked for it. I got it right now. I don't need him. But what is he saying? Little by little. So you just keep trusting me along the way. In that waiting season, you just keep trusting me. I don't want to get proud. I want to trust in God. Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14 says this, yet I am confident. Everybody say confident. I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait, what? Patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. But I want to add and expect it. Expect him to show up the waiting season. Now let's talk about the breakthrough. Let's talk about the, wait, the breakthrough. Can y'all see this? There's something forming inside of here as I'm shaking it, right? Now, if I open this, would y'all get nervous? I'm gonna come back to this in a minute, but we're gonna talk about the breakthrough. You see, we can't do his part and he won't do our part. God's responsibility he has a responsibility, but I also, you also have a responsibility. And sometimes it looks different. It looks completely different like we talked about. Sometimes for a breakthrough, you might need to break away. You may need a break from, or you may need to break up with something or someone. Because sometimes a good, subtract, a good addition is a good subtraction. And sometimes you gotta eliminate to elevate. And you know what? Sometimes it can include a breakdown. You know what? It's okay to break down. It's okay to break down before the Lord. It's okay for a guy to break down. It's okay for, for a lady to break down. It's for okay, students. It's okay for you to break down and talk to somebody. You're not weak no matter who you are. If you're struggling, talk to somebody. I don't care what your age is. It doesn't matter. Talk to somebody. You need a breakthrough. Talk to somebody. Now, here's some tools I want to give you for your breakthrough. Y'all ready? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm ready. All right, we're going to take some tools. All right, the first and most important tool for your breakthrough is his word, the word of God. You see, one of the most important keys to your breakthrough is your obedience to God's word, not just God's word, but your obedience to his word. See, God gives us instruction how to break through. He tells us, look at the scriptures, Joshua 1.8, study this book of instruction 
continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to what? Obey everything written in it. What happens? Only then will you prosper and succeed in some of your things, all of your things. That is so clear. Study it, meditate on it, obey it, then you'll prosper in everything. His word is powerful. Look at the next scripture, Jeremiah 23, 29. It says, does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? I think about a breakthrough right there. Speak the word over your battle. Look at Isaiah 55, 11. It is the same with my word. I will send it out and it what? It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to and it will prosper what? Everywhere I send it. That's the power of the word of God. The second thing, your positive thoughts. You know, we can't have stinking thinking. You see, the enemy will sit on our shoulder and lie. We gotta silence the noise, silence your Facebook, silence your Instagram, silence your Twitter account, silence all of it so you can hear the voice of God. The third one, positive speech, positive speech. You gotta remove the negativity that's coming out of your mouth. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You gotta speak faith, not fear. Here's the next thing, persistent prayer and fasting. The Bible talks about this. Now, we gotta pray the scriptures. If you don't know how to pray, pray the scriptures. Pray them out loud and pray them boldly. You see, the Bible says the word of God is the sword of the spirit, okay? The sword of the spirit. What do you do with a sword? You swing it. You swing it. I was like, now we gonna sling the scriptures. We gonna sling it, okay? We gonna sling the sword, we gotta sling the scriptures over our situations. Okay, now there, I'm, gonna give you, I'm gonna give you like two examples here. Now there is nothing wrong with quiet meditation before the Lord, nothing wrong with that. But when we're over here and it's, God, just help me. I just don't know what to do. This is awful. Lord, just please. You have more power than that. You are a child of the Most High God, the creator of the universe. You have more power than that. Okay, so here's one scenario. Here's the other one. Father, I thank you that in 1 John 4, God, you said that I belong to you, and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Father, I thank you that in Isaiah, Father, your word says that no weapon formed against me is gonna prosper. Father, that weapon may form, but God, I thank you that it will not prosper over my marriage, my home, my family, or my health. Father, I thank you for the word that says when the enemy comes in like a flood against my home, my health. Father, you said that you would raise up a standard against it, Father. So God, I stand upon the promises of your word. Father, I thank you that your word says in Ephesians, Father, your word says, Father, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. I'm not wrestling against my mama, my child, my coworker, my boss. Father, I'm not wrestling against that. Lord, your word says that we don't wrestle against that. It's against the principalities of darkness. So I'm gonna sling the scriptures at the Satan and I'm gonna rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that your word says, Father, that it is backed by the honor your name. Yes and amen, Father. And Father, I just declare the promises of your word over my family, my children, my home. But do you see the difference? Yes. 
when you begin to speak the word of God over your situation, there is power in your words. We got to get good at slaying the scriptures against the enemy. Can I have an amen? Amen. Amen. Woo! Feel the Holy Ghost. Speak the word of God. The next thing, godly friends, small groups. Sometimes you don't have the energy to pray for yourself, so guess what? You need a friend slinging the scriptures for you. Can I have an amen? You need community. It is important when you go through life, someone to cry with you, pray with you, laugh with you. You need community. The next one, thankfulness. You gotta thank him for victories along the way. Just thank him for some small things. We can all find something to be thankful for. This is not what I wanted, Father, but thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you, you're with me. The next thing, praise and worship. I'm gonna praise my way to breakthrough. You say I won't stop until I get it, whether it's sufficient grace for the issue I'm dealing with or total healing. I'm gonna keep praising you, Lord. You see, praise and worship builds your faith. It, it, it does something inside of you. Praise and worship. Now let's look at this one scripture. I'm gonna revisit 2 Samuel verse 23, chapter five. It says, and again, everybody say again. David asked the Lord what to do. He came back again. He said, do not attack them straight on. Instead, circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees. Now here's the deal. Sometimes you're gonna have to change the way you battle. Now, I gave you a list of tools, but sometimes you're gonna have to change the way. I'd say always use the scriptures. Sometimes you gotta change it. You see, David inquired again. He went to the Lord again. We gotta go to God. You gotta have time with God. There was a new plan on how to fight the battle. See, you had victory yesterday from doing it one way, but tomorrow God might tell you to do it a new way. You had great prayer yesterday, but today you might need somebody praying for you. You gotta follow the orders of God's command. We have to have daily communion with God. We can't live on yesterdays. We need a fresh revelation daily. Now, think about this. If Abraham had listened to what God told him yesterday, he would have killed his son the next day. He needed communion with God the day that God said, hey, you're gonna go up the mountain, and you're gonna, we are gonna come back. He needed to hear God say, don't kill him. We have to have our, our ears in tune with what God is saying daily. You know, I can remember a couple years ago, uh, my sister had gone through just a really hard time. And I, I, she gave me permission to share this, but um, she had gone to Colorado and um, the altitude did something to her brain. And it just, she was in the ER like seven times in two weeks, like thinking, feeling like she was dying. It was just it was just awful what it did to some of her equilibrium and just some of the crystals in her. It was just terrible. My sister's a very jolly, happy, I mean, she is just, just full of joy. She's a lot of fun. I say she's the life of the party. But um, she has six, she's the one with six children. The last two were twins, so she's very busy. Mike talked about her a couple weeks ago. But um, just a hard time. She couldn't drive for over 40 days just because of the anxiety and what it did to her brain. And she wasn't sleeping at night, like literally no sleep, 
for months. She could not sleep. And she would put post-it notes all in her room, in her bathroom, on her bed, and she would circle the floor, and she, would, she came over to our house one night, we just anointed her with oil and prayed over her. She was so desperate for her breakthrough. And I can remember, you know, she began to just get so tired because she was worn, warring in the spirit. And she would call us at night. We'd be in bread. And she's like, are y'all ready for our prayer time? Because <laughs> every night she would call Mike and I. We'd pray with her before she went to bed because she was just so desperate for a miracle in her body. And she was worn. And I can remember after several months, and it just was ongoing, I felt like the Lord whispered the scripture to me for her. And it was Exodus 14, 14. And it said, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Just stay calm. And I remember telling her, I'm like, Kim, you've been warring. And you're tired and weary. And God wants you to be still before him. Just be calm and trust him. Just be quiet before Jesus. I know you've been warring and we talked about, we slicing and dicing the devil. But right now, I feel like the Lord is saying, I want you to sit before me and I want you to rest Rest in who I am and the promises of God. No, it took a while for her to get breakthrough. She did, but there were some tough moments, some really tough moments. She had to be on some medicine, and you know, if you know, you know, weaning off of some of that medicine can be very difficult on your body, and, but God has really done a miracle and, and done a lot of healing in her life. Sometimes you need to trust He's fighting for you. He's fighting for you. Remember, he's up to something. He is up to something. Now, what if the breakthrough in life, maybe what you're battling, what if this is really a time that God is saying, hey, I am drawing you to my heart for intimacy? What if your breakthrough is really about producing an intimacy with God that you've never had before, and you're so desperate that God's trying to get your attention? And he wants you to be strong for what's coming. And you don't see it. Psalm 126, verse 5 and 6 says this. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Now, let me ask you a question. What will your harvest be from your breakthrough? What's your harvest gonna be? You see, harvest in the scripture means two things, okay? God's provision for us and God's blessing for others. That's what harvest means. You see, in my valleys, when I've thought about some of the valleys I've walked through, you know, early on in our marriage, um, teenage years of insecurity, Remember my son, I feel like he'd been attacked in his body and his health ever since the day he was born. You know, heart issues, um, health issues. I mean, we all have issues, right? We all have valleys that we've walked through. You know, things that, that seem to never end when, when they thought I had cancer and I believe God miraculously healed my body. You know, we all walk through valleys and we need breakthroughs, all of us. But the truth is, this is, this is a, a, an example of a breakthrough. If I shake this and take the lid off, 
There's going to be a breakthrough, right? But what's going to happen with this? It's not going to just spew on me. It's going to spew on them. You see, the truth is when you experience a breakthrough, that breakthrough ain't just for you. That harvest is not just for you. There's somebody else on the other side that needs your breakthrough. They need to know what you walked through. They need to know, hey, I went through cancer. I walked through this, but guess what? I'm still standing. My God is still faithful to me. Your harvest, your breakthrough is not just about you. It's about others. God wants to strengthen you because guess what? There's somebody coming behind you that needs you. There's somebody that's going to experience the hurt and the pain that you've walked through, and they're going to need you. They're going to need to see the strength that God has given you. There'll be a mom who needs you. There will be a business owner who needs you. Teenager, there's going to be a friend that needs you. Dad, there's going to be another dad that needs you. The truth is we need each other. Amen? You see, our efforts won't always be enough. They just won't to create the outcomes we desire. Some of you have done all you can do. And there are some breakthroughs, I'd say most of them, can only transpire with a move of God. With a move of God on your life, some of them, that's the only way. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.